0: Hey, good afternoon here. This is JB from SS1. Here we are on this Sunday. Beautiful Sunday, as we do have here. And it's going to be September 2nd. And, you know, uh, we've got about 50 minutes here before we start. Try to do a little bit segment here. Um Just give a little bit of strategy for today. A um, lot of things heating up. You know, people... As myself, things that are very noticeable as now is the NL West, of course. And, you know, it's funny how sometimes things like this are anticipated as schedules are done. Here I'll go going down the final stretch here before October gets here, and we have Arizona and the Dodgers here at the top of the top of the NL West that he tied some um, way. Somehow high Dodgers find a way to squeak the game out yesterday so the winners of the last two. I did play Kershaw last night. He wasn't his best, and and um, my actual lineup last night. I um, had an opportunity to put Paxton in there, and I did and It cost me, cost me a lot there on the back end. Paxton coming back from his uh, forearm injury looked very good out there. Had a tough matchup against Oakland, as a matter of fact, um, but he held his own. And, um, let's get to it. Let's get to it. That's the, um, first game. Oh, I'm sorry. I I was analyzing the Dodgers game. But, um, the first game on the matinee here is, um, Detroit Tigers and the Yankees. Um, in that matchup, we have, um, we have Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn on the mound. Ironically, they're heavy favorites today. I do know Detroit has not been, um, very good as of late. Um... Pitching has been struggling for the Tigers here lately. Uh, they're losers of their last two. Um, you know, their last 10, they're 2-8. Uh, Yankees are still kind of battling there. I mean, there is uh, some light at the end of the tunnel. They're seven and a half games back of Boston. Um, don't really anticipate them probably catching Boston. Do Boston is actually playing very good ball still. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're always playing above 500. In their weekly matchups, So um, they got the. The White Sox coming up again today. But um, basically. Most of the lineups are already posted. Um, uh, we saw McCutcheon actually go to the the Yankees and they're giving him a, a start today. He's at the top of the order. It's kind of funny because I said that um, the Yankees needed a better presence at the top of the lineup. I know Gardner is a seasoned veteran. He is the face of that franchise in that lineup and will be. I think they will continue to keep him around for 2 division veteran leadership for some of the young guys coming up. Um, but I think they just need somebody else that could be a more of a you know Uh, more of a threat, and I want to say, you know, a little bit more speed, even though Gardner still can run, but just a more um, defined lead-up presence there. You know, we know Cleveland has Lindor. We know Boston has Betts. You know, um, at times the Braves would put Acuna Jr. at the top. You know, you have some really good young guys, and then they can hit for power a little bit more. You know, they can run. They can hit for power. They can bunt. You know, they can hit singles when needed. They don't have to try to be a hero all the time. So, we'll see how this McCutcheon experience plays out. I like Mickey coming up to the third spot there. Back in front, we know they get Gary Sanchez back off the DL. They're experimenting with some of their last-minute um, additions. Even Adini Hickevera is in in the A spot. They got him um, from Miami. He used to play with the Marlins there. Um, pretty interesting lineup. Um, it looks like they're going to give Stan the day off. So this is a team, even with Stan on the lineup with a few additions they have and juggling the lineup back and putting Sanchez in the clean. this is a game that they should take care of. Um, uh, there's a lot of right-handers in there. Boyd is a lefty. Um, I'm definitely saying, hey, take take the Yankees here. um, you can even get very, very aggressive, and even you know if you're in a multi lineup here on DraftKings today, put a put a Yankees stack in. Um, right now, Boyd is at 4.22 ERA. He's eight and twelve on the 500. He has a lot of strikeouts on the year. Um, he hasn't pitched against the Yankees, so that could be a good or a bad thing. We just don't know how that would play out. But I think it more favors the Yankees with him being a lefty. And a lot of those righties in their lineup. Um, and with him just being hit a lot, you know, he's giving up. Um, he has some multi-home run games where he's giving up more than a home run. You know, just about every other game, he gives up the long ball. He didn't do very good. Back on the 28th against Kansas City on the road, he gave up 500 runs and six innings his pitch. Another um, four, when he does bad, it looks like he doesn't do very good on the road at all um he did pitch again in, in kansas city back on july 25th i think he's a in a different state of mind then um pitched pretty good then um but that's inconsistent it's inconsistent he's after an fppg of 14.7 um that means pretty mediocre i mean just do not know when to trust him you don't know when he's gonna come out and do something good um <clears throat> based on his last start on the road um, Doesn't, didn't look very good. And then he's he's pitching a baddest park today in, in Yankee Stadium. If it was more of a pitcher's park, I would have been maybe if you wanted to take a flyer on him with Stan not being in the lineup and some new characters in the lineup, you could say, hey, let me, let me pitch him out there. But um it's kind of a risk to, to play boy today with him being such a heavy favorite on the money line. Right now the Yankees are minus uh, live from 255 playing pretty good again um in their last 10 and 73 they have a lot to fight for down the line um for that Detroit lineup they're just not (laughs) they're not really generating too much right now um I'm not gonna even really go into that lineup too much um I mean you know Lynn is a right-hander you know he came over um from St. Louis, um he's scoring a 4.84 ERA on the season. Pretty decent strikeout margin. His whip is kind of high, 1.57, 12.9. Um, he had a, a no decision in his last start. Didn't win against Miami, and then two no decisions before that. So he does give up a lot of hits. Doesn't go very long innings. Um, Boone is probably gonna have to have bullpen help here. Um, he was just pretty much a, a late and I mean a late flyer to help boost the the star rotation. They had a lot of um a lot of rookie uh, experimentation that didn't go very well for the Yankees before the All Star break. So they just said, Hey, let's just get a probably a four for a third starter on on another team and add a little bit more veteran and have hopefully this guy can just give us a solid five in his pitches when he comes out. More than half the time, but if it hasn't been going as well. He had a great start you know, when he first came over, but he's he's went back to the old land sling. Now this is a game where he can come out and definitely um, dominate, at least give more than above average numbers. Keep the ERA at least around two. If he's going to give up a couple of runs, and his last three games has been three earned runs and five, and then five. So for someone looking at Vegas lines over and under. I mean, if you wanna <clears throat> over under in this game it's eight and a half. All right. Now <clears throat> if you look at Detroit, um in the last <laughs> I mean, they only put up one run the other night. I mean, they're not a big big run producing machine at this point in time. I mean Lynn does give up a lot of runs, but I, I wouldn't really look at an over in this game. Uh, not too much power in that lineup either right now with Detroit. Uh, they really, out of all the teams here lately, I don't. they had a little bit there going with identity, but I don't really know what the organization's trying to do. They haven't really made much moves. So they're probably just more focusing on their farm leagues and trying to get their young talent, talent to come up here. So I like all New York in that game. Um... Like I said, um, just looking at the lineup, I wouldn't really mess with Sanchez at the moment. We really want to see where he is. He's going to have a big, important party. He has McCutcheon, Hicks, and Anderjar back in front of him. Uh, in my podcast, I'm, you know, I'm a big, big fan of Anderjar. Um, I think he can definitely give Boyd some issues there today. Um, Torres looks very good. Uh, we've seen Luke, Luke Boyd just tear it up here in... in in the month of August. Um uh, we into September now, but um he's gonna have a lot of opportunities. Band behind Sanchez, Andrew Jar Hicks, McCutcheon, um, and Torres to do a lot of um opportunities to get on base, maybe um, drive some runs in. He's gonna definitely get pitches to hit. Um, not a big fan of Hecavaria. Uh he strikes out a lot, um he started 100 for his salary. And then they have Garner at the bottom of the lineup, which to me could be the beginning of the lineup. Yeah, he's a nice lefty there um, going against Boyd. So they put him in the bottom of the lineup. Again, he's a lefty. So um, normally the law of averages say lefties will have a little bit more issues, but still uh, he will maybe get some opportunities there. If Romine and Boyd comes up in the beginning of an inning and they get on base, he may have some opportunities today. He does fight off a lot of pitches. He does understand the strike zone very well. So very complete lineup. Um, there's still some power in that lineup with Voigt, Torres, Sanchez, Andujar, even Hicks. Um, so don't take that lineup for granted. And in the, in the, in the, yeah, I want to say that the, the, the salaries are pretty reasonable. No one in the lineup is over 4500 with the exception of Torres and Hicks. So if you do take Tories and Hicks, uh, who who can when they're on, they can go multi home run in one game. Um definitely um make sure that you be very comfortable with that. Um I think a lot of people will probably fly on them today because um just because of the kind of matchup it is and um <clears throat> there's so many other big names out there, like, you know, Chris Davis hit he hit his 40th home run yesterday. You got people who are getting a little bit more spotlight. These are younger guys, but they can do just as good as the damage. So the Yankees all there. I mean, you can't really expect much from Lance Lynn. I mean, he's 8,800. I mean, you put him in your lineup. I mean, most he's going to probably get you 20 points. I and mean, you know, he's probably not going to go very long in the inning. Uh, he's been doing pretty decent with the strikeouts, 5, 6, 5, and 8 in his last four starts, had nine against the White Sox back on August 6th. So he has been giving you about five strikeouts average a game in his last five, and he's been going going 100 pitches. So this is somebody at eight hundred with an easy, easier uh, matchup than um, you could possibly just say, hey, you know. He can help me get some batters. he's not over nine grand. They're boosting him up. He was seventy eight hundred back on august twenty eighth against the white sox eight grand against miami seventy nine hundred against Toronto. um he paid ninety three hundred for him against Texas back on August eleventh. He gave you twenty fancy points so um all the law of averages is saying, even though he's around nine grand, he should definitely exceed his f p p g What that will be, you have to estimate what you want. If you think he's going to get 20 and the eight hundred is worth it, then you have to do your math on that. All right. So we'll move on from that. We got Toronto against Miami here. Um, I'm only seeing on DraftKings right now. I'm going to do a refresh here. And thankfully, today my computer is working a lot better. <laughs> so um, right now, uh, I see this S. Reed Foley, Sean Reed Foley for the Blue Jays. Again, Blue Jays. I don't know where they're finding their pictures from, but I just wish I could wake up one day and see a highlight of one of their pitchers just having a a complete game, or a double digit strikeout game, or you know, just a shutout or something. I mean, their are um their pitching is such a big um it's such a big experiment right now. <laughs> Um putting something in. I want to see another page here for um, <clears throat> daily lineups. DraftKings, you guys got to do a lot better, man, getting these, these lineups done. So they have Candelario at the top, Jacoby Jones, Castellano, batting third. Um, they got Goodrum in the fourth position, uh, Matuk fifth, McCann sixth, Rodriguez seventh, Lugo eighth, Victor Reyes ninth. Pretty much the same kind of lineup they've been running. So Foley, Foley and I didn't have a comment on the Detroit lineup because it wasn't posted yet on DraftKings, but there you go. Um, and now it looks like it's gonna be fine. Only one percent chance of rain in that game. Um, again, Toronto sixty-one and seventy-four, Miami fifty-four and eighty-two. Both teams just pretty much um, just looking and, and and materializing where they're going for next season. Um, this is just more of getting experience for the young guys. We know Morales had that home run um, race he did. He fell short by one one game, but it was still an astonishing um, feat he did, hitting that many home runs in consecutive games. I think it was like six games he did it for. He's going for the, um, for the record there. But they got McKinney at the top of the order, Devon Travis. They got uh, Kendra Morales there in the third with Gritchard back forth. Gurriel 5th, um, Alamiz Diaz 6th, Tiasco Aranda 7th, and they've been moving him around a lot. It's a heavy right-handed lineup today, with the exception of McKinney. We know they've moved on from Curtis Grandison and Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson with the Indians now, and um, just a whole completely rebuilt focus now for Toronto. They're just tearing it down. and starting completely over. Uh, Luke Mal, the catcher, and then Foley, the pitcher, is a National League game, so they'll have to put a pitcher in there to bat, which is something that they don't mm-hmm. normally do. Uh, they're not accustomed to, and the consensus is 63% for Miami. They're minus 105 on the money line today, and um, and 37% consistent for Toronto. Uh, I really don't see um, Toronto doing too much. I don't really like that lineup they have in there. Um, I mean, Foley has a high ERA right here. I mean, you look at his game log here. He gave up seven hits and four innings pitch. Six earned runs against the Yankees. Didn't do much in that game. Lost his two starts so far this year. Only um, got nine strikeouts on the season and about nine innings pitch. So, um, it's not really, you know, he's giving up just as, he got just as much runs given up as strikeouts and almost half the home runs in, in his pitch. You know, he gave up four home runs and about 9.1 in his pitch. High whip at 2.04, he has some issues here. Now, it's Miami, yeah, I'm going to tell you something about Miami, you know, people think when Miami comes to town, it's like some a team that they can just... Kind of recuperate against and get your, get your stuff straight, but Miami is they're, they're they're gaining momentum. They're trying to actually again materialize something. Some momentum going in for next season, just like Tampa Bay is playing very good at this moment. Um, Tampa Bay is eight and two in their last ten, um, and they're above five hundred. You know, um, they're, the, the organization out there is putting together. A good game plan and a, and a good nucleus of young talent down there, because they know they're, they're they've been putting a division where they have to have great a, a great competitive spirit to compete with the Red sox and the and the Yankees and and, and they're, they're gearing the mindset of the organization to be able to battle with those teams and have a strong mindset and and determination to play in the American League East. So I think they are preparing themselves much better than Baltimore and Toronto is at this time. Um, Toronto is a little bit behind in that. Don't like any of the pitchers in that game, most likely. Um, Jeff Brigham is the pitcher for the Marlins. Uh, Foley's a right hander, so uh, he's going against JT Riddle there at the top of the order. Brian Anderson, Real Muto, you got Castro, Ortega, Brinson, Wallach, Sierra. So, um, I mean Starling Castro there back four I'm just not uh, <laughs> I always um the bubblegum man he's always there chewing bubblegum him and them and Adam Jones, I don't know who chew bubblegum the fastest and the hardest when they had the up in the box, but anyway, um, I like Real Muto a lot uh, I think he actually had a um he had a good game the other night, yeah, he had a real good game. Yeah, 21 fancy points. He's been one of the more consistent batters. Uh, he's been 288. He's gone for 20 home runs or more this year. Just quietly doing his job um, in that Mar- Marlins lineup. Um, will he continue today? He uh, got a good matchup. Uh, he had a homer yesterday, two hits. He had a walk, You know, scored um, ran bad a batter run in, and he scored two runs. in his three at-bats. And then he had seven and 14 and 19 had a pretty good series against Boston and um, Atlanta when he played. So uh he's definitely a highlight in that lineup. Um and on the other side um we have uh the, the, Devon Travis batting the second slot there. Um quite interesting. He's sometimes they experiment with him at the bottom of the lineup but he's batting second today. Um, I think if D- Devon really works on his craft, he can become an all-around good player. He strikes out a lot. He has to understand the strike zone a little bit more. He does. Can he hit for power? He can steal. He can run. He, um, he can hit to different opposite sides of the field. I mean, he has what it takes to definitely um, make it in this league. His defense is subpar, but if he continues to work, he can definitely be someone that can put there in the top of the order and do multiple things and show different assets. And he's banned in front of Morales. He's gonna definitely get pitches to hit today and Gritch, you know. So, um smoke is off today. Um, we got the shortstop Gurio there, Van Fifth. And I, I think I mean I like their lineup. Um Brigham, him he's a right hander so um he's gonna get a little bit of um he's not gonna go against too much lefties in the lineup but Morales um uh, I believe he's a switch hitter, so he will be banned from the left side. Um, but it's a little bit of power in that lineup. You got Teoscar Hernandez, Diaz can hit for 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 power. Uh, Grichik has been doing a very good job this year. Um, they've given him the opportunity right there to um, to bat fourth in that lineup. He's going to get opportunities there. He's another one chasing for 20 home runs. He's probably due. He hasn't hit a home run in his last three games. Um, didn't do anything yesterday or the day before except for um had RBI. Has struck out in his last three games, um, one strikeout consecutively in the last three games. Um, but Gritchick is a guy. I like the I like the middle of that order there. You know, against a, a guy who has to come up and pitch and doesn't have a lot of experience, you know, he may struggle with that three and four and five spot in that Toronto lineup. Um, quietly Toronto definitely can give you percentage. On play, They're not going to be highly rostered, but on a good matchup, I mean, they can generate some runs there. I mean, those guys can, can definitely bat each other in. One or two can come up with uh, a couple runs on base and get you a three-home run spot. So don't sleep on the Blue Jays today. I know uh, right now they're not favorites, but I do like their offense. They're not favorite because the pitcher on the mound has a high ERA. Vegas is not going to look foolish and do anything like that. Both both teams in their L-10 are not doing good. I mean, right now Toronto is 5-5, five five. L-10, and Miami is 4-6. and six. For two underachieving teams, that's kind of what you expect because they're experimenting with pitching, moving lineups around. That game is more of a percentage-owned game if you want to pick some players out of that. Um, I did not mean to do that. Sorry about that, you know I mean again, real Muto is a catcher there um if you look you us <clears throat> see here, <clears throat> and if you look at that catcher's position, let's just look at that position he's <laughs> there you go he's top, he's top right there in the picture in the picture right there behind um right in front of Gary Sanchez, so um, you're gonna pay for that um. Is it worth it? I say, yeah. I mean, because after that, you got Sanchez, Garvin, Molina, Pena. It goes kind of downhill real quick. They got Contreras at 3,300 because he's going against Nola today. We got Romine at 3,300. He does have nine homers on the year. He hasn't hit a home run probably in his last four games. It doesn't give you a lot of FPPG. And you got to look at that. I mean, you want somebody that's going to be in position to do something for you. You know, Molina has power. Um, he hasn't went deep in a while. Um, he's been, you know, hasn't had a double-digit performance in quite some time. Uh, I am saying his last five games. Um, his pitching matchup today is not too bad. He's going again, Descalfani. And um, right now, as for pitching, Descalfani is third ranked here on DraftKings at 9,000. Uh, he has a 4.35 ERA. He has a winning record at seven and four. Not doesn't strike out a lot. He has 75 strikeouts on the year, um, but he did do pretty good in his last four games: six, five, five, and nine, going for Ks. Double-digit fantasy points: 18.2 against Milwaukee, on um, 10.1 against the Cubs. That was on the road. 21.1 against San Francisco handled Arizona pretty good. So, um, his whip is pretty nice, 1.21. So, I mean, is this somebody that, if you were to try to look at a catch position and take Molina, probably not. Um, You know, he has been second in that lineup. So, his opportunities to maybe bat somebody in um, may not be as much today. Um, So, I just want to do a quick synopsis of just the catchers there, and if Real Muto was probably worth flying, um, I think, yeah, 4800 and, and what he has to deal with, they're abandoning the third position. I guess Reed Foley, he should have some opportunities. We'll get into that later. we we'll move on to this Milwaukee and Washington game. And we see the Washington organization still juggling things around. They found a way to get back to 500 yesterday, and they're 68 and 68. Um, Holland actually got the win yesterday. It was a it was a hardly fought game against a good Milwaukee Brewers team, and uh, they won five to four. And right now, looking at Milwaukee, they are falling back. They're six and four, not bad in their last ten, but they're five games behind the Cubs at the moment. Uh, St. Louis a half a game in front of them. They're playing a little bit better, seven and three. So. Teams really trying to fight it out in that central again in El Central. Uh, right now they send Manny Pena up to the mound, and then uh, I'm not not Manny Pena, I'm sorry. They send Guerrero up to the mound, and um, he's f- scoring an FIPG of 13.4. Uh, didn't do very good in his last game. Very bad. I mean, he only lasted 1.1 innings, gave up eight hits in that, six earned runs, gave up a home run. He got in a lot of trouble against Cincinnati on the road. And let's just look at that in away games, he's bad. I mean, he's six point seven five ERA, eight point two. He's averaging thirteen point four in a year at FBPg, but he just does not find his niche on the road. Um, he's given up in the ten game start at seven home runs. Um, doesn't strike out as much. You know, he has fifteen game start at home. All right, and in, in in those in those eighty, it's twice as much. So. 85 in his pitch, um, he's giving up 75 hits at home. But look at this, 46 in his pitch on the road, he's giving up 60 hits. So he's traveling on the road again against a pretty well-managed team in Washington. This is um, just somebody, man, you can't trust. I mean, he did pretty decent. In the one game he started, it was a no decision. He gave you six innings, four hits. He gave up a long ball. His whippers were at 1.00. All right. So, I mean, Washington has probably changed a lot since then. But uh, this is this is a team that can definitely generate runs at home. Um, and the lineups going on here. They got Adam Eaton at the top. Two good leadoff hitters for both teams. Grandison for Milwaukee, Eden for Washington. Yeah, got Trent Turner, Harper, Rendon, Soto. I mean amongst all the moving around and you know, they were they were afford, they could have afforded to give away Danny Murphy. They still got some good 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 players in this lineup. You know, you got Reynolds and Defoe, Keyboom for his defense, Rodriguez pitching today. Um, Jeffrey Rodriguez is four point five, four ERA, he's two and one. Again, Guerrero six and nine, four point oh nine. Both pitchers over four ERA. I mean, just even just talking about this and analyzing this game, if I was inside a Vegas warehouse right now, it would be probably a tough tough game to try try to decide on. And, yeah, I mean, they're giving Milwaukee the edge today. I guess they don't trust Jeffrey Rodriguez on the mound. Um, It's a close consensus. And even before I looked on covers, that's how I felt. High, high over-unders, a a 9.5 over-under, I'm with that, man. I mean, I don't see any of these pitchers being a Chris Sale or Scherzer today in any means. It definitely could be another um, close game. I mean, Washington is 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Um, Brewers are 6-4. and four. They're playing about the same kind of ball right now. Um, again, they're minus 115 on the money line. Brewers are. So, there's not much to trust, as you can see, in the pitching there. And I would definitely avoid both pitchers. Um, Jeff Rodriguez, um, <clears throat> he's pitching on extra rest. Um, you know, they reshuffle the the, the lineup, and he's going to – I mean, Milwaukee is pretty stacked, man. Um, he has a couple double digits at FPTS. I don't see him doing that today. You know, he's a righty. They have some pretty good lefties in that Milwaukee lineup. Um, he does give up the long ball every once in a while. Um, looks like he does like every other game. Didn't do it last game against the Mets. He was on the road. Um, here at home, he's scoring a 5.40 ERA. Very low FEPG 7.9. He's giving up 12 earned runs and 20 in his pitch. Just not good at home at all. I don't want to even keep going further on that one. Definitely, this is a game where offense, I think, will be sported. There's going to be some home runs in this game. Um, I can probably even see Harper being a... Uh, Definitely Harper being a catalyst in this game for sure. Uh, Yellick, I mean, I mean you got some, some bad boys that are banned from the left side of the plate right now. Um, He hasn't really did much against Milwaukee this year, but um I, he, he's doing a little bit better. Ironically, when you look at Harper, I mean, he's even 15 home runs at home and 15 on the road. Can you believe that? Um, yeah, right now, he slugs a little bit better at home, 0.532. OPS a little bit better, 0.914. Uh, he steals. He's a little bit more aggressive on the base. So, I guess a pitcher is not doing very well this year. Um, I think him playing at home gives him a better um, above average metrics if he was to go with him. Um, definitely like the over. Definitely like the bats. Um, you know, you want to look at... Um, Milwaukee's lineup, again, they got Yellick right there in the second position. Shaw lefty, Thames lefty. I mean, the management is going with five lefties against this guy, and he's going to have to pick his poison, <laughs> going on, shifting on side of the plate, going in and out because pretty much all those guys can hit, I mean, on all sides of the plate. Like, Thames can hit opposite field. Moose can hit opposite field. Grandison, he knows the strike zone very well. Yellick is an all-star Shaw has power. I mean, he fiddles out the lineup with Pena, Broxton, and Garcia. Um, some righties there to bomb the lineup. So um, he's going to have a lot of a lot of um, issues before he gets to the bottom of that lineup there. For Guerrero, you got Eden lefty, Harper lefty, Soto lefty. Rendon can hit very good from the right side. Turner, he can put a bunt down and then get on base and just give you fits. So very interesting game to watch. Very interesting game, you know. I really wouldn't tell you what to do. I mean, I would actually go with Milwaukee in this game. I just don't like Jeffrey Rodriguez going against this lineup. I have a lot of respect for their lineup. Um, there are some 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 cracks in. I mean, they can walk Harper, go at Rendon. Um, Soto is good, but he does still strike out. He's still still learning the game. But with Defu and Keeboom and Rios at the bottom of that lineup, um, you know I don't, I don't, I mean Turner, you know, he can turn it up here and there, but I give the edge to to Milwaukee today, definitely. Um, you can put a Milwaukee stack in. I mean that's pretty dangerous. I mean Granderson, you, you know. He's not the same grandson like he was four or five years ago, but he can still hit the ball. He can still hit a double. He can still go for go for yard every once in a while. And then with him getting on base and then got to go yell at Shaw Things, Moose, and then Pena, that's a lot to deal with today. So we're going to move on from that game. We got um, Chicago and Philly. I'm going to try to wrap up here within the next five to ten minutes and put this up here. Uh, they got Nola like he's some guy today twelve thousand eight hundred. I mean the guy's been pitching very well. I'm not gonna sit up here and line's fifteen and three. Um he's on I mean he's he's really on but you know, whip is point nine seven um twenty six point two against Washington. It was a no decision. He gave up four hits and seven in his pitch, he gave up an earned run, um two runs were scored. But uh, his strikeouts capability is wonderful. I mean hundred and seventy seven strikeouts on a year. Keeps the ball down very well. Um, He's going against, he's at home. Look at his home games. His ERA is .98. I mean .98 for his whip. ERA 1.94. It is a pitcher's park. He does very good in that park. But, he, you know, the one game he started in Chicago, he didn't do very well. He gave up three earned runs. One of those was a homer. His whip was um, exceedingly more over his average at 1.33. .190 .190 band, um average. So, his band average is low, but he just had a little rough out in that time. And it could be because some of the lefties in their lineup. So, um, look at the the lineup here. They got Murphy at the left, a different presence. Um, Baez, you do have to watch him. Baez is a threat there in that second spot. Bryant is back in the lineup. And Schrober, I mean, I'm liking their lineup. You And know, happy is a switch hitter. He can back good from the lefty. He will get a little relief today because it's not an interleague play and Lester cannot. Well, I'm not going to say Lester can't hit because I've seen Lester hit a home run before. But um, this is going to be a real good game. Uh, Vegas got an 8.0 over under. They got Philly favorite because of Nola's presence on the mound. Uh, But Philly's going to have to score some runs. I mean, Lester's a pretty crafty veteran. He's still at his age, pitching pretty decent fourteen and five winning record on the year three point six seven e r a um i I see an under i mean they they threw but Bautista in the third position behind Hoskins. um I don't know I know Bautista has a long career, but he's lost a lot on his band speed i mean he went from the Toronto to the Braves from the Braves to to um, to the Mets, and now he's bouncing around to Philly. And then he's getting put in these third and fourth flops here. I mean, I don't know if that's going to help Philly or not. Uh, I just hope. I don't wish anything bad on anybody. Everybody knows the Braves is my team, but I don't know how that's going to work out. They got Roman Quinn there, Hoskins, very good player there. Um, You can roster him on any day. Um. Uh, Santana there. You know, let's look at Santana real quick. Um he's banned fourth. He's always gonna be there for his very present. He has a home run prowess. Um he has twenty home runs on the year. His average is not that great for a first baseman. Two point point two two five. he doesn't have any home runs against Chicago this year in the five games they've played. Um he got six hits batting um point three one six. Slugging at .421, OPS .830, 7.2 is giving you his FPPG um, when he plays them. again. There's two good pitchers on the mound today though, so I think that kind of takes the luster off. I know um, Lester's a left-handed. Um, Santana does better from his right side. For all who follow baseball, very intuitively, um, <clears throat> can anyone get to Nolan in this game? <laughs> I mean, they they're, I mean, they've dropped their. I mean, listen, man, they've dropped their salary considerably. You hear I me? Mean? I mean, their salary has dropped, man, bad. Like Murphy is thirty eight hundred. Uh, Contreras is thirty three hundred. Really? Oh my gosh, man. But uh, out of all that, they ain't giving up on Brian though. He's forty five hundred. Really? How you drop all these other players, and then Brian is still forty five hundred. DraftKings, you guys are crazy, man. Um, but maybe you take a Brian, you know. Maybe Brian, you know. Um, <laughs> maybe, you know, he's done pretty good against him when he was healthy before he went on the DL. I'd say you can take Brian if you want to in this lineup against Nola. He can hit different pitches. Uh, I'm just kind of laughing at uh, when, when the pitchers hear how these salaries are affected by it. Um, Baez also looking at his splits. He has a homer. Against the Phillies this year, um, he's slugging his slugging at 400, 250 average, 29 home runs. I mean, you just have to be real bold, you know. But no, it's not easy to hit, man. I mean, um, his spin rate on his on his pitches is pretty awesome. It's a big contrast between him and everybody else. Um, <clears throat> it's gonna be a tough game for the Cubs and Phillies, knowing that the Braves are there. They lost, they dropped that last game, seven to one. Um, it's going to have to be, they're going to have to ride Nola and, and find a way to get to Leicester today and generate some runs. Um, again, you can you can definitely take Philly. I, I mean, I, I, I find something very interesting in this matchup, though. I find some kind of way the Cubs are going to try to, to just kind of raise the occasion going against an All-Star today. Um, very tough. And Vegas have made it very tough to make a prediction on that eight over. Um, I, 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 over or under. I would probably have to go with an under, honestly. But both teams are are having different different um, things they're dealing with right now. I mean, the Cubs are at the top of their division, and, and Phillies are trying to make their way back up. Um, they're th- only three games back. Uh, the Braves are playing five hundred. They're five and five, so um, they are playing Pittsburgh. Um, at 5.05 um, later on today. So uh, I'm talking from the single entry here. So we got the Boston and the White Sox. Again, I'll take the under. I w- I'll be very cautious with the bats in that in that Cubs and Phillies game. I'll definitely go with some people who have power that can probably once in the bat make a difference in the game. Um, that's Hoskins. That's Bryant. Um... You know, I think that Murphy is gonna make Nola work. Um, I, Murphy can hit the breaking ball very well. Um, I do, I do trust him. Uh, I'm not gonna get fancy and look at any surprises. I think Strahba is definitely not gonna do much. He's gonna strike out. Um, have, if you want somebody that could definitely be like a, a surprise play, you can probably look at Kingery. Um, right there for Philly and Ian Happ, um, outfield. Happ does pretty good batting from the left side, also. But outside of Hoskins, um, Kingery, Happ, um, Bryant and Murphy, um, Rizzo. You know, he every pitcher respects Rizzo's power, and it's a righty versus lefty. Um, you can definitely probably roster Rizzo if you want to take him at a first baseman. He's probably not going to get a lot of looks because of Nola, but you might get lucky and you might take him the yard today or have an opportunity to drive someone in that gets on the base before him. going to just fly off these last couple of games. Um, I'm not going to really talk much about the Boston and White Sox game. Um, <clears throat> it's Brian Johnson on the mound. How uh, high you already? someone on the back end of their lineup. Um, James Shields on the on the mound. Uh we'll look at that very quickly. And just see. Uh we know he has a hit uh not a good record is five and fifteen because the team's not playing good at all. Hasn't won against Boston this year. Uh been very mediocre. Had, gives up the home run ball a lot. I think Ben is out of the lineup today. Moreland comes back. Um Kinsler, they got him down in the sixth spot. I think he had a pretty good game yesterday, Um, hit his first home run. Um, It's kind of a regressed lineup, Um, um, but at the same time, um, I think they definitely will take care of business today against a struggling White Sox team. I mean, outside of Davidson, I don't really see anybody. They got Mankada not batting um, leadoff. He's down at the seventh spot today. Um, and then Sanchez, different looking to line lineup. They have a lot of heavy right-handers there. I mean, Brian Johnson, he probably definitely would probably give up some runs today. Um, he's 8,100. He has a 4.02 ERA. He's a lefty. So um, right now on covers, they got um, a minus 180. It's not an outrageous money line because of Brian Johnson's presence on the mound. It's a high over under, 9.5. I agree with that. I agree with the 9.5 under because these two pitchers on the mound. So um, I'm still picking the, the the Red Sox to win that game. Um, I wouldn't say you will do a stack today because the lineup without Ben and Tindy looks a lot different, but you can definitely buy um, bets today. You can do, you know, you know, probably go to the top of the lineup, honestly. I don't really see a lot of noise at the bottom of the lineup with Sweetheart, Holt, and Kinsler. Um, but if you want to just do it, if you do do a stack, definitely make sure you get some power with Morlin and Martinez. Definitely putting Unez in there because he will get pitches to hit um, after Martinez and Bogarts and go. That Bogarts in that second spot today due to Ben Tendi being out. Definitely like his character right there. Um, Best probably might get walked, he might get a hit. Bogarts would have a lot of opportunity to get on base right there, batting in front of Moreland and Martinez. So, some and don't really like anybody in that lineup for the White Sox right now. And um, going forward, we got Cincinnati and St. Louis, Baltimore and Kansas City. Uh, right now in the money line, that's a bottom-burner um, <clears throat> um, um, competition. A lot of runs being expected. the a 10-over under. Hess has probably been one of the sole um, bright spots for... <laughs> For um, Baltimore right now, um, 6,600 is his salary. He had a good outing against Toronto. Just when he goes out there, he doesn't get a lot of run support. In that game, he did. Uh, 7 to nothing. I guess it felt bad because in that loss he had um, when he pitched good against Toronto back on the 22nd, he didn't get many runs. So, I like Hess. I mean, you can take Hess. Um in that game Kansas City has been doing pretty good surprisingly lately. Um <clears throat> uh, they've actually upset some people here in some games where people probably went against them. But they're sixty percent favorite and um a forty percent consensus for the Orioles. Uh Jorge Lopez is on the mound for those guys. Again, he has a no no wins on the year, four point eight six ERA. Um, hasn't very done much of anything Um, in his log when you look at it. He is a right-hander. Another thing about Lopez, if you look at his log, I mean, he doesn't go very long. Four innings, five innings, 4.2, three innings. Not a lot of pedigree right there in the pitching for salary um, um, investment in him. Um, I will look at something very quickly. I mean, they put up four runs yesterday. It's a close game. Kansas City won by one. I see another close game and a lot of runs being scored. A lot of probably um <clears throat> a lot of bullpen work for Kansas City. Um sort of right now. Um, man, and I mean I don't see Montes in the lineup today. Cause he's always a question mark right there. But they got lefty Gordon Dozier Merrifield, the top of the order for Kansas City. Um it looks very good. It's American League against American League, no pitcher, Mancini bang clean up. Uh even Chris Davis might get off on a on a pitcher like this who's probably not gonna be really fooling anybody. Um, uh, looks good. I like everybody pretty much, um in Baltimore. Even Peterson, Jace Peterson at being lefty can go off. It could be a sleeper team today. Um, Baltimore. So no pitching. You can definitely get some percentage on bats in that game. All right, you got Minnesota and um Texas. Again, that's going to probably most likely be um another um high-scoring game. It's a 12 over or under. Can you believe that? Um man, you got to be careful um in a game like that because you keep your eye off on a game like that and next thing you know, that's one of those 12 to 10 games. And um, these analytics don't lie. Definitely no pitching. They got no lineup posted for Minnesota as yet. Texas did pretty good um, yesterday. They um, beat Minnesota. I did have Gallardo in my late lineup um, <clears throat> as a sleeper played. I like Chu, Odor, I mean, uh, Mazzara, we got Beltray. A game like this where a pitcher is not a pedigree, or a veteran like Beltray can come out and do very well. Uh, Minnesota is um, actually favored on the money line, um, but that's going to be very interesting because we haven't seen their 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 their, um, their lineup posted as yet. Um, and they got Luke Weaver and Discalfani, St. Louis against um, the rest today. Um, St. Louis still battling there. Um, Carpenter at the top of the lineup um, looks good against the right hander there, Discalfani. Um, we got um, Jose Martinez, Molina. We talked about the catch position. I do like Bader today, even though he's a right against a right. I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities if this could kind of puts some runners on there with DeJong uh, band in the fifth spot there. Um, and then, you know, it's a pitcher on a pitcher um, situation. Both pitchers have high ERAs, over four. Don't really like too much of the pitching in that game. It's an eight and a half over. St. Louis is favored because of where they are and uh, what they need to accomplish going down the stretch. It's not going to be an easy game for Luke Weaver. He still has Votto, Gannett. They got Bill Hampton at the top of the lineup due to it being a National League game. Schrebeler right there, band behind Suarez. I I like the offense right now um, going against St. Louis. This is not going to be an easy game for them. If you want the money line to take take Cincinnati, I say go all ahead. All right. Well, that's gonna that's going I'm gonna swing uh, out two minutes here before um, tape off. Go ahead and roster your lineups. I know you probably have to listen to the podcast um, during some of the games that they start at one o'clock. Maybe can help you into some of your two o'clock matchups. Okay, and one thirty. Y'all take care. Bye.